Welcome back, everyone. I'm so excited to have our guest today. Her name is Samantha. Yeah. Samantha Croner on, and she is a really dear friend of mine, and I'm so thankful that she joined us today. Oh my goodness, you're too funny. So yeah, I don't even know. It's a great question. How, how do I introduce myself? So by day, I've been a licensed therapist for probably about the last seven years or so now. And just recently, I've been jumping into the world of personal coaching, which I, I love so much and has been a dream of mine forever. And finally, in November of last year, just kind of took the leap and has been rolling with it. And it's so much fun. I teach on vision. I teach on goals. I teach on minimalism and money mindset, and then bring those four things together Some of the coaching that I do is one-on-one and then some of the coaching that I love to do, my favorite is to work in small groups and kind of just teaching people, bringing them back into their values and aligning their values with what they want to live in the future. And then we use the tools of minimalism and money mindset to help bridge that gap between current values and their future, future goals and their vision for their life. Because so often I feel like We have these goals, we have these things that we want, and then it always just feels out of reach. And I'm just so happy and excited to do this work to bring that into reality for women. Yes. And I remember when you started getting into this. So for those of you that don't know, I know Sam through, uh, we met at Firefly Yoga in Fishgill, shout out. Mm -hmm. And we found out like after knowing each other for a few months, like we have all these weird synchronicities and crossings. Like we, we both were in Delta Phi Epsilon at different schools. She knows my very best friend from home (laughs) and also married someone I used to hang out with in high school. So it's, it's such a small world. We were meant it's to be such together. a small world. Yeah. It's just kind of cool how it, it, it all comes together. So what I remember when you started getting into this minimalism stuff and I was just like, oh, I just wish I could do it. But you've come so far, like from where, like you, where you started and to where you are now with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, I think that the pandemic had a big part to do with that. My job, I went from working full-time in an office nine to five and then For the last just about a year, I've been fully remote working from home. And it was about April in 2020 where I just looked around me and believe me, we don't have like a ton of stuff everywhere. Like not every little nook and cranny is decorated or whatever, but I just felt claustrophobic. I was like, I can't, like I'm here every single day. This space needs to be my sanctuary. And growing up, I was always interested in organization. I was like, the kid who, when my mom would like go to the grocery store, I would go into the living room in the kitchen and pretend it was my apartment and move things around and decorate and organize. And I think that love of just organization and kind of style too has just emerged and evolved, especially in the last year and really, really embracing what minimalism is. And then also kind of breaking the standard. I think when a lot of people think of minimalism, they think almost nothing-ism. And that's just not true at all. It's, it's more so just about understanding, you know, and respecting the things that you do have, taking care of them and, and it being enough and not feeling that urge or need to want more. When I think mi- minimalism, I think like very few things, <laughs> like fewer <laughs> items. And I'm sure it's like a little, a little bit, some of that, 
for like hoarders like me, <laughs> like a little <laughs> less stuff would be good. So minimalism, you think less items, which is kind of true in a way, but what do you think were like some of the easiest things to get rid of, Sam? Like, what did you start with? Yeah, great question. So I think one of the things that was really coming through for me, and this is what I, I teach in a lot of my coaching sessions is, you know, coming back and understanding your values. And what I was noticing was, you know, going to like a target run or a home goods run, like all of a sudden you just in your cart is a hundred dollars and there's things that feel good in the moment. And I realized that a lot of that was just in the moment. It feels good. It's like that rush of dopamine. And then you bring it home and two weeks later, it doesn't really satisfy you in the same way. So when I started really like making a commitment and identifying myself as someone who's on this journey to minimalism, the things that I started with was my closet. I started with a capsule wardrobe. I took everything out of my closet and then just kind of really took a good inventory of what I have, what I feel like I need. And then also what I love, you know, and I think there's just so many ways that we could have this conversation because minimalism really is a tool, just like our yoga practice alley is a tool to help us in our lives to, you know, make change, evolve, grow, expand. Minimalism really helps you identify like how you feel about yourself. So the clothes that I always wanted to fit into, or I don't really necessarily like the way it looks, but it's cool. Like all of that stuff just went. And I feel like the closet is a really great place for a lot of people to start because I know at least women can identify with that thing of like, you know, you might have three pairs of jeans that you haven't worn in a year, but you want to wear them. And if they don't fit your body, they don't fit your body. And that's okay. I love starting with the closet. And that was a big thing for me too. What I did was I didn't, it was in the beginning of the pandemic. I didn't get rid of them right away. I put them in the back of my closet in like a Rubbermaid bin and came back to it about five months later and realized I didn't miss any of that stuff, you know? And and that was kind of a key and a telling point for me at like, yes, I really am going to be consistent. And this is a journey that I want to continue to stay on. So with people that are going to go through their closets as soon as they turn on this episode, because they're going to be like, this is the moment I start I by getting so. rid of my clothes. Yeah. I'm probably going to start doing it during the phone call because that's how <laughs> I work. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on like the Marie Kondo method? Do you think that that's a valuable tool for people that are familiar or do you, because I'll tell you, I, I've done her method, but I definitely then I'm like, oh my God, I got rid of all of my plain black clothes and like, I needed some of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what so, are your thoughts? Yeah. I think that it takes a little bit more than just that I, with her method. I believe it's really just about holding it in your hands and asking yourself whether or not it brings you joy. And like what you're saying, maybe it doesn't bring you joy, but it has function and purpose. Right. right. So Yes. What I think is, you know, everybody kind of creates their own methodology to market it to people. What I do rather than, and a lot of this comes from my background as being a therapist, rather than creating a methodology or rules for you to follow, I allow you to, to tune into your own intuition and what's important for you and to make those decisions on your own, which can be a little bit harder and makes the journey a little bit longer. I by no means at the end of my minimalism journey, I don't think anyone ever really is, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be as rigid and put those rules to it where I would ask you to really just inquire like, 
what is the value or what is the purpose of this for me? And is it still serving that purpose? And does it hold to that value? This is speaking so much to, like you said, it's like very similar to our yoga practice. And I think it's just very similar to life in general. I think that, you know, Punch and I can relate when we're talking about running many companies right now. And and you're talking about your brand and what value does this bring to someone? Is this something that is going to be when we were talking about our podcast brand and, you know, we just really tried to like hone down like what we wanted to convey and bring value to people's lives in that way. And Mm -hmm. I think that you can relate minimalism, yoga, business. I think you can take that idea of, okay, is this aligning with me and just bring it into everyday life? Even like when I'm eating these Thin Mints, I just confess to you guys that I'm eating. I'm like, is this aligning with my purpose? Like I should not be eating these Thin Mints. (laughs) Well, sometimes the purpose is joy, right? And then we're going to do the Marie Kondo. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Absolutely. I think like, do I keep the Thin Mints or the Malamars? I don't know. Or what's the one that people like? The Samoids? Samoids? Uh, Samoas. A restrictive minimalist might say to you, there's only one type of cookie you can have, but I'm saying go for all three. (laughs) I'm saying just go for all three. And that's really a stereotype, I think, with minimalism. And, you know, like I said, it's a tool. It's, It's something that kind of resets you back down to home base, right? How do you start your day? I want to start my day with a clean home that feels like sanctuary to me because I'm here seven days a week for the most part, you know, at least 40 hours a week, Monday through Friday when I'm working and my goal and my, one of my most important values is time. I want my time back. I don't want to waste time in the morning figuring out, oh my gosh, what am I going to wear? I hate the way this looks changing my outfit multiple times, doing like excessive amounts of laundry. I just, I just want things simple. And that is really you know, where, where my value comes from when, when it comes to minimalism. And then it overlays too. like financially, there's been a major impact with my minimalism journey. It's turned really into a lot of focus on how and when and where I spend my money. And I think that those, those two things align and those are really important to consider too, especially when you're bringing new things, new things into your home. But I want my time as much time as I can give myself to live life if I can make practices easier to do that and give myself as much freedom in my time, that's, that's what I'm about right now. So out of curiosity, you talked about the target trips. Does mm-hmm. it, is, is that hard for you? Because I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like thinking about going to target and like not buying everything. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. I mean, I want to, but I'm just, I'm like curious, like how, how are you, like what tools do you have mentally that help you apply that? And I mean, I know I was kind of asking, it sounded like a joke, but I actually am genuinely curious, like how you go about applying that and like holding yourself accountable to these kind of like minimalist spending concepts. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. That's so great. So one, I, I only probably land in target maybe once a year. Whoa. That's that's a truth. (laughs) That's always been a truth. When when I moved to an area that had a Target, I was like, oh God, everybody talks about this place like it's like Mecca, you know? And yeah, I just, I don't know. It's never really done it for me. The, the thing that makes this a lot 
I would say the transition from going to just being like a normal human being to being this way is a lot of these values are also instilled by my husband. He's been a natural born minimalist his whole life, you know, and he really doesn't need a lot to make him happy. And I've, I've been, been so inspired by the way that he lives his life. And it's been just something that I've adapted into as well. We're really simple people. You know, we have simple values. We want to keep a simple home and take care of ourselves and our, our health and our family. And, you know, when you're really, when you're aligned with your values, it's just an easier decision to make. And I think also too, we talk about minimalism as, as a tool, therapy as a tool, yoga as a tool, right? And all of these things, to be completely honest, it's a discipline. Um, it's it, true. It, it's a discipline. It's about not just having accountability externally by someone else. It's about making a decision and then really committing to it because it's what you want. And, and that's why a lot of the work I do always starts in either creating some kind of vision or like a vision board or doing a values assessment because, you know, a lot of people talk about gratitude and either starting or ending your day in gratitude, but I, I don't hear a lot of talk about values. And I think that if people were tuning into their values on a regular basis, we might make a lot of different decisions. I agree with that. I feel that a hundred percent. And um, I have a friend that I talk about like values with a lot and coming back to them and like exactly what you just said, like, what does that mean for you? And I like how you said giving up stuff now for things that you want in the future. I need to do that. Like that's more, I like, I need to be better. <laughs> like, you can, like, you can be better. So I, I guess I'm with Paige. Like, how do you like Target's not the issue for me. It's Lululemon or, you know, something along those lines, <laughs> like some kind of athleisure wear that I have too much of. Yes. Yes. I know. And I remember, and I, I give into those things too, <laughs> right? Whenever the studio gets new merch, you're like, Oh my God, I love this. It's so cute. You're like, but, I remember you spending a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was doing it with you whenever the studio would get new stuff. I'm like, Oh my God, I have to take this home. And you know, know, that, that is a value. That was a value that we shared was that we love supporting our local community. We love supporting specific businesses. So I don't think that that's bad. You know, I think that it's the Walmarts, the Targets, the Amazons, like those things that are so impulsive. You know, we went to buy a gift today. So we went to Best Buy and I just saw like how packed the mall was. And Oof. it really did. It surprised me because, you know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic and it just really surprised me to see like such packed parking lots for, for mall shopping because, you know, people are out there and they're spending money and it's making them feel good. But again, I think that there's so many of us who just make the decision based off of like a dopamine hit and don't really think about it for the long term. And, and yeah. And they say like, the head. you, I was just going to say, they say like the dopamine too. They say that the biggest dopamine hit that you get is for the anticipation of something. So it might be when you're anticipating, you know, going to see your boyfriend or anticipating treating yourself to that cheat meal that you've been coveting for the week or the anticipation while you're shopping punch at Target and you're putting all these things in your cart. But then once you actually do it, it's not the same amount of dopamine. So do you think that we could put things in our cart, but then put it back? I'm so guilty of that. In the beginning of our relationship, <laughs> like 
we first, we bought our first home and I thought I had to go to Home Goods and Hobby Lobby and Target and like get new things. And I made many trips to return everything that I bought because I realized I'm like, no, you know, we were really fortunate. The house that we have has a lot of character. So it's not like we needed to bring in the character to the home. Whereas like if we were just in, you know, a white wall apartment, then you might need to bring a little bit more of your own like textures and style in. But I feel, you know, I feel like you can only have so much too. That's the other thing, you know, like there's, there's a point that you get where you've got to feel content. And if you don't feel content, I would kind of take a look at that. And maybe it's not so much about things. Like maybe there's something deeper within you that is filling this void by, by shopping or spending money because, you know, the other piece, like I had said to this is, is money mindset and, and starting to bring awareness and mindfulness into your spending. And the other thing with quarantine too, is my spending versus my savings and investing and paying down debt, like took a three, no, I guess the right word to say it is a, is it took a 180 last year. You know, I went from not understanding finances, not understanding my retirement and investing and, and savings accounts and what the, all the different things were to really feeling confident now. And I can say to you that I feel really confident about how I'm setting up my financial future and the two just go hand in hand. You know, you, when that is your value and that is your goal, or if you have like a debt you're trying to pay off or, you know, an investment, something that you're saving for, and that's really in the forefront, you're going to make different decisions. I need this. This is the part I need. Punch, do you need this? <laughs> yeah, I just, I feel very much at the moment like I have a shopping addiction that I'm unaware of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and and, and I feel like, it, it, I feel like this is kind of like not necessarily a shopping addiction cure, But it definitely, when we are having this conversation, is calling up some of the things that would be in line with that of like, what are we really feeding here? Yeah. What is the actual goal? So I feel a little personally victimized. (laughs) Oh no. But not in a bad way. No, not not really. Not really. I'm I'm like just I'm thinking about how I spend money and what I spend money on as you're talking about this. And I'm like, I have definitely questioned my own spending in the past. And I think a lot of it does, like a lot of the things I put money into are fueling habits that are covering other things. So it could be a shopping addiction or a drinking addiction or, you know, a drug addiction for anyone else out there, whatever your vice is. Like a lot of people pour money into those things and you just think you need to have more and more and more and more (laughs) of your yoga clothes, your black leggings. Thank you. <laughs> I bought tie-dye ones today. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Do you need the tie-dye leggings, Ella, though? Um, no, I don't. And the funny thing is, like, as I was buying it, I was like, I'm going to have to confess to Sam about this today because... <laughs> 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 but no, I think punch you like really hit it on the head. It's like you're covering up an addiction or or like an a piece of you that feels like it's missing. Yeah. And and remember too, you know, so so much of my background and training in therapy. So as a therapist, if there's anybody else out here listening that's into like therapy or goes to therapy, my background is dialectical behavior therapy. 
And the foundational principle really is mindfulness. Doing the DBT actually is what brought me into a yoga practice back in like 2010. That's how I found yoga was because of understanding the principles of what DBT is and how to incorporate mindfulness into your life. So I've kind of been on this journey for quite some time and it's manifested and evolved in different ways just right now. And what I think is really holding on and sticking is the minimalism, the money mindset. And one of you guys had asked a question earlier, kind of like, how do you connect the future? Like when you think about what your future goals are, how do you help that align with your your behaviors now. I love journal, like future journaling or journal casting, whatever you want to call it. And it is something that I learned in, I forget what it's called, light year, light year program that my yoga teacher had introduced me to. And it's literally a visualizing a day in your future, like going five years, 10 years, maybe even just three months ahead and journaling on what that whole day looks like, or, you know, meditating on what that whole day looks like from start to finish. When you wake up in the morning until you go to bed at night, how do you want to live your life? What is, what does it look like? Who are you with? And what are you doing? How do you contribute to your community? How do you show up in your relationships? And, you know, I love doing that exercise and I'll do it over and over and over again. And again, just whatever you have in front of you, becomes, you know, your reality. You just keep looking ahead and that's your goal. You set a goal and you reach it. I want to cry. <laughs> it's beautiful. Isn't it it's amazing? Yeah. Like, I, I'm really glad for this opportunity to share this with you guys because it's, it's what's really changed my life over the last couple of years. It's been awesome. Punch, are you alive? Are you feeling the same way I'm feeling right now? It's yeah. Yeah. Crying. No, <laughs> but I think I'm actually, I was more sorry. Cause I have myself on mute. Cause my dog keeps like freaking out at the people walking by. But I think for me, like I visualize like seconds of what I imagine my future would be like, but I don't think I've ever actually like walked through a whole day. And so when you said that, I was like, oh, like what would my whole day be like? And I'm like, oh my God, am I going to have to work? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be working. (laughs) I'm like, I'm pretty sure in my future, I live in a beautiful home with like super white and silver fixtures and like a dark granite counters or whatever's in style at the time. And I look 30 pounds lighter and like maybe four inches taller (laughs) and like heels are comfortable. And also I have bomb hair that just like happened to grow out a lot longer and I'm like crazy healthy and I just do all the fun shit I want to do. And then like have some boss bitch phone calls and go out to a fancy dinner. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go to work then tomorrow. (laughs) Paige, I love that. Like, why can't that be work? <laughs> right? That sounds amazing. And right? and you want to know what? Like, I genuinely think there's pieces and parts of that that you can start making a reality starting today. You know, maybe you work, but maybe you don't work 60 hours a week. Maybe you work 40 or maybe you work 30, you know, or maybe you have a flexible schedule. Those are all the things that I imagine. I definitely mentioned in the beginning of this, I said, time is one of my really big values that I'm focused on right now. I want to do whatever I can in the moment now and teach women to do whatever you can starting now to build the future that you want. And the reality is 
if you go, I'm just going to give numbers. For example, if someone makes $50,000 and they spend $50,000 every year, you know, when are you going to retire? And right. Right. (laughs) So if you make $50,000 every year, but you invest into your retirement, $10,000, right. And then live off of 40, when are you going to retire? But if you invest, like if you make $50,000 and you invest what's the max is 19 five, right. You've almost put $20,000 of that away and only live off of $30,000 and you're going to retire a lot sooner. And, and that's what this is about. Yeah, you know? girl. And you don't live in Denver. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and that's, and those are, those are things. And again, with like, when it comes to discipline, there's, there's sacrifices that are made, but in all of our decisions in life, we make sacrifices, you know? And so I'm just, I'm just throwing extreme numbers out there. Obviously I know that, you know, there's all these decisions that are going along with it, but it's the little things too. I did a a challenge a couple of weekends ago and we had about 16 girls in there and we spent no money from Friday to Sunday. And, you know, it was hard for some, some only, you know, did it one day. Some did it all three days. Some said that it extended into the next week. Some, you know, instead of going out to dinner, lunch and breakfast, they only went out to dinner. You know, you start where you are and it's, it's not about being perfect. This is definitely an art, not a science in my mind. And there's no right way to do it. It's just, you know, start small. And when you asked about like, the closet or where do you start in your home? You know, maybe you don't do your whole closet. Maybe you just do your underwear drawer and get rid of all the underwear you never wear. And that's progress. And that will probably make a shift in your emotions. I'm telling you like, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I'm definitely a big believer in like your space is a reflection of how you're feeling inside. And if that is real, then like, I'm very, messy inside right now because my room's a shit show (laughs) but in like not actually like I don't have clothes all over the floor my family's listening to this they're like yes you've been like that your whole life Paige we've never known you had carpet your clothes are your carpet but like that (laughs) that's not how I live anymore but I actually just like have too much stuff and it's funny we're talking about this because I've been thinking for a couple weeks now like I I do it once every couple years but it's or every time I move and it's been a while since I've done it since I moved in here. Cause usually I move every year and now it's been about a year and I didn't move this year for the first time since I remember being an adult, I didn't move. And now I'm like looking and I'm like, I need to throw some crap out because I'm looking at my dresser and I don't even know what these things are that are on it. It's just stuff I've accumulated that I was like, well, I guess it lives here now. And then I'm like, I, I don't, <laughs> even have a dresser my dresser used to be like a beautiful sanctuary of an image with like a a little lamp and a fake flowers with some nice like empty vases that mean nothing and have no purpose and but they make me happy and a picture and and now it's like that but also a file case it's like not a whole cabinet it's like something that sits on top of a desk and then like other desk office supplies and papers and a label maker and a, a case of I don't even know what's in that case I'm looking at it right now and like two <laughs> mugs that I'm gonna give to somebody and a candle and books and like a Tupperware and like all this shit and I'm like it stresses me out to look at it yeah it, it yeah. gives me anxiety wow I just went on a major rant I apologize that's how I, that page, <laughs> that's how I was feeling in April I just could not look around anymore I was like 
what is all this stuff? And there's a really great book. I can't think of the title of it right now. It might be called Goodbye Things. I read it on audiobook in the beginning of all of this. And it was even just about, you know, when you take the time to clean your house, every little thing that's on a surface, in order to clean the surface, you have to move it, right? So like, I also mm-hmm. realized that too. I was like, oh, I had all this stuff, like decorative things that I love and that are pretty on all of my, on my dressers and countertops. And, you know, it takes, you have to pick everything up and move it. It takes time. And like I said, my value is time. So if I can give that back to myself, the things don't mean as much to me anymore. And, and this isn't about punishment or looking around and thinking, oh God, like I've got so much work to do. It's just about inquiry, you know, getting curious about it. And starting to not necessarily punish yourself what you've done in the past, but start to be intentional and mindful moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I love and that. I think I it was... comes. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. I just ranted. I... So you. No, you... you're fine. <laughs> I was just going to say it, it comes back to what you were saying. Is that important to me? Like it comes back to those, the discipline, making that dis- those decisions like daily. So should I buy this $4 latte or should I align with my higher self? Like, or sometimes like treat yourself, like maybe once a week instead of a few times a week, like those type of decisions. Totally. Totally. There's this other method that's called the latte method. And people say like, if you just don't buy coffee out of the house, but I also don't believe in that either. Like, I don't think that there should be any life is too short even if you live a long, healthy life to be a hundred, life is still too short. And I think that if you're experiencing a life that makes you happy and brings you pleasure and connection with other people, like those are all really wonderful things. So it's not, you know, it's not about being a certain way. It's just really tuning into like, who are you? Because the media and social media, there's so much influence out there you know, and just like going back to the target example, I know Chip and Joanna um, Gaines have like a line in target and everything is beautiful. Right. But that stuff is not necessarily there because you need it. It's their business, right? You're like feeding it, you're paying to their business. And, you know, if it, it brings you value and joy, then bring it in. But just because you like Joanna Gaines, which I love her. And I think everything that she does is amazing you know, I'm not going to buy my whole house worth of their line in, in Target because I'll go bankrupt, <laughs> you know? I, I feel you on this. I feel like- Every season they come out with new stuff. Like that's the whole, you know, that's a business and that's great. But my life doesn't need to be supporting someone else's business. My life is all about supporting my own values. Yes. And I feel like Punch said it just before about how every time you move Punch, you you declutter. And when I moved here, I like really scaled back on like what I brought. Like, I don't have that much stuff. I mean, I have a lot of stuff, but it's not crazy. And I used to be like a hot mess too. But when I got my life together, when I started like the whole like weight loss thing and everything, like many years ago in 2015, I'm just like very like clean and everything has a place (laughs) and it has to go in that place. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm like almost like OCD about it. I was going to say you're a little OCD. (laughs) This is why I love you though, Punch, because we're like so different, but like also the same. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, so I want to talk a little bit because you kept bringing it up, Sam, and we keep bringing it back to like material things, but I want to bring it back to your idea of time. 
like I I'm really resonating with what you're saying about time being valuable. And I actually just listened to this whole girl on Instagram who I just found and well, when I have time, listen to more of her stuff. But her whole thing is like energy and business and that you need to like put your energy into the things that are really important to you. And that's how you make businesses thrive. So I think the fact that you have shifted gears and are, are putting a lot of time into creating this business for yourself is like a really beautiful thing. And I was like, how do I apply this to my life? And like, what am I really putting time into? And like, what is that saying about what's important to me? And just when I think about that, I just told Aloe the other day, cause I, I, I own like two businesses. And then I also am my, I'm a hairstylist and I, I own that for myself as well. I'm like, I hate working on Sundays. I hate it. I hate it so much. Every weekend is ruined thinking about the fact that on Sunday morning, I'm going to have to stop enjoying myself with the rest of my peers who work a Monday through Friday schedule and go to work on Sunday and see my clients who I love. And then we also do recordings and stuff. So my whole Sunday ends up being, and, and I actually enjoy this part of it. So this doesn't feel as much like work, but Sunday comes around and then all of a sudden it's Monday again, and I'm back to the hustle. And I just feel like I've cheated myself. That's going to be really hard for my clients, but I did just decide this week. I'm like, I need to respect my own time. And like, I will no longer work every Sunday. I will only work every other Sunday with the intention to stop working Sundays in the next six months. Wow. Wow. I love that punch. Yay. That's so cool. Yeah. I like, I love this for me so that we can go hiking. Yes. (laughs) That's exactly what I was just going to (laughs) say. I'm literally applauding you guys. That is so fun. Yeah. 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 I'm like, no, here's how I pay my bills, but like, it doesn't make me happy as much as other things in my life. So I need to limit how much time I actually spend doing it. I was going to say punch like you, you work like every Sunday. So I think that taking every other Sunday or even just work one Sunday a month, you know, and alternate. Yeah, it's just too much. It is. You're too busy. It's just too much. I do a lot of work. And I honestly, I, I love my work. I don't want to necessarily work less at the other things that I brought into my life. I just need to really take like the Sunday to decompress so that I'm fresh on Monday so that I can hustle enough to get those to be what pays my bills. And that's the problem right now. But I'm like, if I stop putting energy and time into the things that don't resonate with me as much anymore, then I can put that energy and time into the things that do. And then the the universe will provide from there. I really believe that. Amen. And you can't pour from an empty cup. So if you're taking (sighs) Sundays to like refuel and create like a sense of self again, then that's going to make you show up so much more powerfully for everything else that you do during the week. And then Paige, what I would suggest. So if I was going to give a suggestion, I would suggest, I would, I would suggest pulling up the last three months of spending and actually looking and taking a look. And if there's different things like throughout your spending habits that you can pull away, you might help (laughs) 
No, I'm serious. You no, might, I know. Just like, so I'm so much. frightened you, of how much is going to be wine. <laughs> <laughs> you might realize like, oh my God, if I just maybe changed up my brand of wine, then I don't need to hustle on Sundays as much. <laughs> no kidding. I've started buying boxes, which like if you talked to me to, if you told two years ago me, you're going to start buying box wine, I'd be like, I hate you. <laughs> it's just the little shifts you know it's the, it's the little shifts that you don't really end up realizing you don't even miss <sighs> in the end sam i need to take your flow into freedom course that's it so i would love to have you <laughs> tell me I what that is yes tell us about it you guys so the flow into freedom course is basically just the manifestation and my gift to the world um, of taking all of these things that have really helped transform my life and we take six weeks every monday night we're going to do a live coaching call with the small group of women who register for the course and it's going to be super loose super free because again like just like the title the goal is just to flow into freedom So freedom is defined by you. Flow is defined by you. There's no rules on how to do it. It's just like I mentioned, there's just inquiry to help you realize where am I at today and where do I want to be in the future? We take the tools of creating values, right? We really tune in. We start by tuning into our values. And then week by week, we start to bring in the practice of minimalism and decluttering the home we start talking about money mindset and being able to understand how we got to where we are now. What were some of the influences? What were some of those maybe voids we were trying to fill previously so that you can kind of break down a little bit? Because I think money is definitely a topic where we tend to, to break down when we look at the past. Um, Oof, so yeah. You can break through. That's the goal. The goal is to really break through at the end. Um, we do a lot of celebration. There is community and accountability. Um, it's I think things like this are fun to do with a group of girls. You know, you get to kind of let your hair down a little bit and get real, get honest. Um, and there's people that are going through it with you. So if you're having a hard day and you're like, I just don't know what to do, or I can't do this. You know, you've got someone cheerleading you on and saying like, yes, you can. And the goal is to transform. It's, it's six weeks to really start to make new habits related to just the way that you live your life day to day. And the tools that you use are through minimalism and money mindset. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I gotta Where do I sign up? <laughs> right on my website, <laughs> onehumansjourney.me. More than welcome to come. I would love to have you. It really, it's a special course. This is the first time that I'm offering it. So I'm doing like a, a super promo. You know, I want people, I want it to be what's the word I'm looking for? I want it to be accessible. I don't want it to feel like it's another burden or a thing that you're spending money on that you're not going to get value out of. And it's beautiful. I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I love that. Your, and I, me too. I love accountability groups in general for people. I think a lot of people like need that community and that support. And we do a lot of like Aloe and I run a book club and we read a lot of these very inspiring books, but not everybody has the capacity that like say the Aloe's of the world have to make that shit happen for themselves and like to whip out a journal and actually like work on their inner self and do all the things that those books advise you to do because they just aren't motivated that way, even though they like want to be. And Mm. I think having other people to 
bounce that off of that are like going to ask you how you're doing with it or like that you check (laughs) in with is a really great way to stick to those goals, especially for people like me who like don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I think, think, you know, it's it's one thing to like show up once a week and, and show up to a meeting, but I've been through plenty of programs. I've done lots of different things in the past and that day to day checking mm-hmm. in and support, I, I think is vital and is going to be really a big piece of the community group too. And sharing resources and stuff. Actually, Paige, when we get off, if you could give me your address, I've been looking for someone to give the book that I'm currently reading to, and it sounds like it's a perfect fit for you. So yeah. I'll shoot you my address. <laughs> I love oh, to pay you it guys forward. are so cute. I love yeah. that. And I'm reading my goal for the year is to read a book a week. So. A week? Ooh. Yeah. You guys are she's books doing ahead. It. <laughs> that's awesome Paige you're killing it I've read like seven books this year and you've read like 30 <laughs> 13 13 13 damn that's amazing and what's your and style speaking, is it like fiction uh, books is it personal development books is it like thrillers what are you into all, all, all the things I'm I'm reading a book right now it's the first one that I've been reading that's like somewhat painstaking for me but I'm I'm still Actually, there's two. I lied. Unfortunately, one of them is one that we talk about as being great. And I think that I just need to read it instead of listening to it because the guy's voice makes me want to go to sleep. It's called The Power of Now. It's by Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> I know. Oh, I, I have I have absolutely read that book. And but I think wanna... if I read it, I'd, I'd really like it. But listening to it, I'm like, I can't. I can't. I can't. I, See, I, and I, like... I love his voice. He's like, oh, my the God. Power well and I listen a lot while I'm reading and I'm like oh my god I'm gonna like go into a trance at the wheel and like I'm not even enjoying it I'm I'm just getting back into reading to long-winded answer to your question um I'll read anything but lately it's been like fiction stories for fun and then personal development are like the two kind of genres that I really like to dance in so I'm really enjoying being in this conversation with you guys. And Paige, I just want to say thank you because you're inspiring me right now. As I oh, mentioned, go team. Yeah, go team. <laughs> I said, like, as I mentioned, time is really important to me. And I just actually, I've been really bad at it because Allie, we've been communicating on Instagram to get us here today, <laughs> but I oh, really, yeah. I've been starting to realize that I need to cut back my social media just presence because I scroll and I scroll and I go on the explore page and then like an hour goes by. So it's like wasted time. And I, my goal was to read two books a a month, one fiction and one personal development. And I did not reach my goal in January and February. So I was like, cut yourself off from the damn social media, because that is filling a vice (laughs) for sure. And get into the pages. And I, I did do a little bit better this weekend and got like halfway through the book that I'm reading. And it's, I just feel so much better. Like when I, what book is it? So it's called Chillpreneur. Okay. I don't remember the woman's name, Denise something. She's this businesswoman, and she's basically like, I just want to chill and run my business. I don't want it to be stressful. I don't want chillpreneur. Oh, I'm into this. Yeah. I'm downloading it. I'm not even buying, like it's literally being downloaded into my audible, but keep going. (laughs) (laughs) It probably is a really good one to do audible for. She does like pause and do some inquiry questions. And I've like, well, Paige, you'll see when I send it to you, I've like, what's it called? Like rabbit eared all these pages where she asks these questions. So I can go back and kind of journal on them. And it's, it's really about like, and it sounds like it works for you, Paige. Like it's about just running your business your way and not trying mm-hmm. to like fit into any molds and not trying to like overstress yourself or overwork yourself and just 
you know, it's, it really teaches you that you don't need to spend more time in your business to make more money. And I love that idea. The less time that I can spend in my business and the more money I can make, that would be really chill. Yeah. Yeah. She's in the library guys. This is, this is the next book on the docket. Um, if you haven't read the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo, that's a fun one. Al and I both loved that. Ooh, it was no, so good. I will read it's, that. It's like based on Ava Gardner and Elizabeth Taylor, loosely based, but it's actually a really good book. Ooh. I highly recommend it. Yeah. It's fun. Paige got me onto it. Yeah. Well, I found the author because I had one of her other books for my book club and I like loved it. And as a non-reader, I didn't even think to see if she'd written anything else I'd find interesting. And then one of my clients was like, oh my God, well, if you loved that, you would like this one by her. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I can look at other things that authors have written. I don't have to just read their one book. Yes, 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 totally. (laughs) And And then I proceeded to listen to pretty much all of her books that are on Audible. (laughs) But I was going to say, I have a friend and this also kind of sparked my minimalism money mindset thing too. She, we had gotten together and she gave me a bunch of books that she had read that she had done book of the month from. And she gave me like 10 books and I was like, oh my God, how much did this cost? And and for readers, you know, that's a really, that becomes a big expense. So I was like, I'm going to get this library card. And if I can't get the book that I want now, because it has you know, if somebody else has it, I'm going to wait three weeks and then I'll get it. And the library has been a key, key, key space and money. Sam Slow into Freedom Course starts on the 29th and yeah. then it go. it's every Monday for six weeks. Yes. And what is it like an hour? Yeah. It should be about an hour. So, it, you know, it depends on what your style is. If, if just catching the recording, you know, will inspire you enough. You're welcome to just catch the recording as well too and not miss yoga. Oh no, I could, <laughs> I could miss yoga. She works and be out part so of much. It. She can miss one night of yoga. Oh, I know. <laughs> I miss being around her because she's so inspiring. She's like the person that you can always count on to show up at the studio. She's always, oh, I love, I love it. you. I know. I, I love it too. Around. I know. And it's, it's so great though, because I used to teach yoga at Fit Social in Poughkeepsie. And when I left, like, you know, Steve was not very happy and he, he was still we still talk about you <laughs> oh really I love you guys I miss him I just miss fit social I miss teaching there and it just brought me so much joy and I was I was teaching like five days a week it was a lot on top of my full-time job but he had asked me when I left he was like you know do you know anyone that that is similar to you and like has this like inspirational tone and and like really wants to like change the community and I was like yeah my friend Sam you're like the only person I thought of to like tell him to contact and I'm so happy it worked out for you guys it did I'm so glad too obviously we wish you were here with us but going over there has been really fun it's a new environment it's he's definitely been a great teacher for me as well too um I always look to have people in my corner, you know, they say you are a sum of the people you spend the most time with and yes. having, having him as a, as a boss has really helped me like get to the edge of my comfort zone. And I tell him all that all the time. Like, it's just so fun. What we did over the pandemic, putting things out on YouTube, you know, the whole world can see it when things are on YouTube. So that was definitely a journey and it was fun. And, uh, whenever you come back to New York, we'll, we'll be there for you. Oh, yes. Punch, you have, we should go together and you can come to class. I'm down. 
we could take a spin class first. So it's like a spin hit in yoga studio. It's awesome. Oh. So fun. So fun. Yes, I, I wouldn't do the hit, but I could spin. Oh, wait, do you do it all in one class? No, 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 no. no, no. Okay, I'm like, <laughs> I'll spin and I'll yoga, but you're not going to get me to do hit. But that's okay. Yeah. But if I told you that I did spin hit and yoga all in one day, would you think I'm crazy? <laughs> would that be different than what you already do? <laughs> actually that's true (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, yes but Um, you already do that so like not any more crazy (laughs) are there any more things that we need to know for like us could be more on a journey towards minimalism persons like what tips and tricks do you have yeah, I know we started, you said like start in a closet. If, if we're not feeling overwhelmed by our wardrobes, which I totally am, mm. then what other things are good places to start or like ways we can incorporate this in our, in our space and in our day to day? Yeah. Great question. So some of my other places that I kind of tend to just keep going back to are definitely the bathroom and the kitchen. Again, oh, okay. women, there is so much stuff that's like, you just go in there and it's so many face creams and lotions and this and that. And I think that simplifying like skincare routines and things like that and throwing away makeup that you don't wear anymore, that's old and, and all of those kinds of things is a really great place to go also. And then I don't know what happens in the kitchen. There's just things accumulate really, really easily. Um, so, but do you ever one. feel like you threw something away that you actually need? Like, I feel like kitchen is hard because you may not use it all the time, but if you use it once or twice a month, do you keep it? So perfect example. And also it's like, don't do this. You know how they say, don't go to the grocery store hungry. Oh, I always do that too. It's a bad thing. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like, don't purge, like, unless you're in a mindful brains like space because there's definitely things I can see why people do that like I can see why people just get like obsessed with I'm just going to get rid of everything and then obviously you regret it afterwards but if you're coming from a place of mindfulness and this is where the the bring you joy thing comes from right like you you see if there's a connection there but with my kitchen and my my specific example like something that I hardly ever ever use is my KitchenAid mixer there's no way in hell I'm getting rid of my KitchenAid mixer. Like that, when I have all the time in the world is something that I'm going to love and I'm going to bake and it's in alignment with my values. Like when I have more free time, I'm going to bake more and I'm going to use my KitchenAid mixer. I'm not throwing that away. Um, oh, I use then, mine all the time. I, I could never. Ooh, then maybe you can kind of guide my way to recipes and how to use it. More yes. Often. Oh my God, I will. Um, Dangerous. Yeah. Cause if you can like incorporate it into your like weekly recipes and stuff, that would be really helpful. Do you um, know what would help you, Sam, if you get the attachments, like I spiralize my zucchini and my cucumbers oh, and yes, carrots. Do. So that's a good, but keep going. So I just, you know, KitchenAid talk. It's very yeah. enthralling. Ooh, no, no. I love that. So then the other thing that, you know, cause I think a lot of people come to appliances, right? So with my, with my appliances, I just use what I use. I got rid of an air fryer. I don't miss that. But I also never really was using my juicer. But through this process, now I'm starting to juice more often because one, I'm giving myself more time because my kitchen is is simpler and easier. And I 
I enjoy juicing. I love the process of making the juice, cutting up the vegetables and then putting it through the juicer and then drinking my juice. Like I love it. I probably hadn't done it consistently for a really long time before this, this journey. And now I use it much more often than I was before. So I'm glad. See, and I use my air fryer like two, three times a week. I juice every week. So these are things I can't get rid of. I think kitchen is hard for me. Bathroom clothes, no problem. It's the kitchen for me. Like I have a tea kettle and cookbooks and a coffee machine, but I use all these things, Sam. How do you, you how do you love them? That's why I say there's no like special number. There's no, like you have to have three forks and whatever. If you walked into my home, you would not be like, oh my God, a a freak lives here. Like there's nothing here. You know, and <laughs> that's, what the, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm trying to normalize this for people. It's not so much about minimalism. It's about mindfulness, you know, and just getting clear and like, what makes you feel good? If walking into a house and there's stuff on the counters and if that gives you like agita, then, you know, get, get rid of it. But yeah, yeah. I really kind of struggle with this right now. Cause I live with a roommate and like, she is very much, um, like can't have things like clutter at all and so like I'll leave for a couple days and come back and I'll know I left something out somewhere because it's all in like a little pile in my room she's like moved it which is fine it doesn't bother me (laughs) but like I'm thinking about what you're saying about the kitchen and I'm like I would use my juicer a lot more if it was out but it would give my roommate a fucking aneurysm if it was out. (laughs) And I, I, so I, I keep it in the cabinet, but then to me, it's like, okay, not only is it like the whole process of juicing and I, I still do it. I just don't do it as much as I would. So I'm like, okay. And then I have to wash it and then I have to let it dry. And then I have to like be around to like put everything away immediately. And it's just like, I just don't work like that. And so I end up not using those things as much as I think I would like yeah. I've, you know, but I would never get rid of a juicer, my juicer or anything. I don't know if that actually added. Well, here's one conversation. Thing. No, it totally did. Because what I'm hearing Paige from you is that like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing your vision casting as you're saying that, like, yeah. you're not always going to live with this person. Cause I heard you move pretty often. Right. And like sure. that you're checking in with your values. Like you enjoy that. And there's a barrier, right? And so one day that barrier won't be there anymore. And you'll you'll really enjoy your juicer and be glad you didn't get rid of it. Like, yeah, you know, especially that's a cool example. So I'd be curious to hear from you because you move often, right? And then when you move, like, is there stuff that doesn't come out of the boxes for a while? Like, is like those are the kind of things that I would get oh. rid of. Yeah, you know, all the little things up at the top of my closet that just like I move and I put them back up at the top of the closet. Now there's some things I won't get rid of. Like I, I have every card I've ever not thrown out by accident since I was a kid. I have a whole box full of cards from birthdays cards to holidays. Too, so I have all of those and they totally take up space, but like they don't take up enough space where I, I give a shit. Like I'm going to keep those, but I'm like, I have a keyboard attachment that plugs into my, computer in case I ever decide I'm gonna play keyboard on like a quarter of a piano sized keyboard like you can't even actually play anything on it that I'm like well someone gave this to me 12 years ago and I'm just not gonna get rid of it because it's a nice expensive attachment like maybe I'll want to make music again someday but like the reality is 
I would probably just buy a fucking keyboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> not going to use that little quarter-sized attachment because you can't actually play that. Another funny example of this was that my grandmother, when I told her I was doing this, she was like, oh, I'm sure I've got a couple of things that you can get rid of. And she gave me one of those like coring where it's called like, it's like a Dutch oven where it's like ceramic mm. and then it's got the glass top. And it's one of the older ones where it's white and it has this blue little flower decoration on it. And apparently mm-hmm. this past year or so, it was like their 60th anniversary and Bed Bath & Beyond like brought it back. And I sold it on Facebook Marketplace. And now, mind you, it was my grandmother's. She's still currently alive. She's well and healthy. And she was the one who was like, you can get rid of this. I never use it. And the woman who bought it from me, she was like, oh, this reminds me of my grandmother. It makes me so like, I'm just so excited. Thank you so much. She was so grateful for it. And, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Like there are certain things that are going to have value to me or my family members that aren't going to matter to anyone else and by and vice versa like something that doesn't matter to me is really important to somebody else so that's why I say there's no rules no rules yeah you guys are awesome this is fun I could talk about this like for hours (laughs) (laughs) this is fun I'm so happy you came on Sam where can our listeners find you because you know, we have so many and actually we're getting up there. So yeah, yeah, you guys are. And this is awesome. The podcast I've been having so much, it's so refreshing and fun to listen to your guys's podcast. It is just raw. And, you know, I, I find myself laughing so much listening to you guys. It's really, it's a blast. I'm proud of everything that you're creating and, and sharing out in the world because it's topics too, that are very interesting and not necessarily like, you know, with the normal dinner table conversation. So I, I appreciate you guys bringing these <laughs> conversations into the world. People oh, can find thank you. Yeah, that didn't answer your question where people can find me, but. <laughs> <laughs> so so my, my Instagram, my website started out originally just as me sharing my experiences. And so the title of my Instagram and my webpage is One Human's Journey. Um, on Instagram, it's one.humans.journey. And then on my webpage, it's onehumansjourney.me because I originally started it as just like a regular blog. So that's it. It's, it's my journey and I'm starting to share it more and starting to bring people along for the ride, which is really fun. Those are probably the two best places to find me. Okay, good. Perfect. I hope everybody goes and follows because it's amazing. And I'm so excited for your program that launches on March 29th. So this episode will come out next Monday. Awesome. So you'll have two more weeks and hopefully everybody goes and signs up. Oh, Punch, we have to do a card poll. Yes. Ooh. Do you want me to do it or do you want to do it today? Yeah, why don't you do this one and I'll do the one later. Okay, perfect. I'm going to use my spirit animal ones just because they happen to be next to me and I don't have to get up and down because I fell skiing and that's the hardest part of my day today. Oh, geez. Oh, it was really bad. Okay. So I pulled guys, I have my crystals with me and I of course just asked the universe, you know, what does the collective need to hear? And today I pulled whale spirit, trust the great mystery. So whale spirit is an ancient creature who was who was here at the beginning of time and who has seen everything, felt everything and heard everything that has ever transpired on this planet in the hidden realms where all things must gather first before manifesting into form. Whale spirit is the keeper singing the soul of the whole world from the deepest waters of the coldest seas. 
When whale spirit appears, it is a reminder that there is a great mystery that you must accept without intellectually trying to understand it. Some things cannot be known to the mind, only experienced through the heart, through intuition, and through peripheral senses that part the invisible veils separating the visible world from the great manifesting consciousness in the hidden realms. Now is the time for you to immerse yourself in the great mystery spirit and trust and to trust that within the invisible, what you can't see now are the seeds of your intentions being tended to by angels. Holy shit. Every week it's like spot on. Oof. That was cool. Right? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was for you, Sam. You're doing so much and you're putting in all this work and you created this amazing program and you planted these seeds. Yeah. 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 A lot of cool stuff going on. And I think, you know, just, you gotta, you just gotta recognize it. Take, take a few minutes to sit back and, and look at it. That's really, that's a good one. I like the whole idea of whale has always been present and seen it all and trusting, trusting yeah. the process. That was, that was pretty deep. I like that too. A beautiful one. I like that too. I know. You guys have so much fun on this podcast. This is like, <laughs> you're right, Paige. This isn't work. This is like hanging out with your girlfriends on a Sunday night. I love it. It totally is. Thank you so much for coming on, Sam. And I, you know, I want to let you go and go enjoy your Sunday as well. And I just, you know, I wanted to thank you for coming on and really just being part of the bigger vision for, for everyone, for us, for the universe, just for, you know, being that person in the community that really does care about everyone and it shows. Oh man, that was really sweet. Well, thank you. And I'm just a mirror back because you guys are doing the same thing. That's probably why this thing is going to go through the roof. You're going to have so much success with it. It's really, it's really fun. Thank you. And thank uh, you, Sam. We're hoping (laughs) important, it's important. Like I said, important conversations that you're having. So enjoy it, but also to like, know you know, if you're not doing interviews, if you just do like the two of you back and forth, like that's just as valuable too. Cause I know maybe like the time thing and trying to match up with people's schedules and and different time zones and stuff like that. Like whatever you do, it's going to be amazing. So that'd be fun. Thank you. That'd be fun. Girl, you're the best. I can't. I can't wait to have you guys on. Like I said, I'm going to figure out what the details of this are. God bless you for editing your own stuff because I can't imagine doing that. But if you have any tips or anything like that, feel free to share because I'm excited to start a podcast too. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Enjoy. You're welcome. So nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Speak to you. Bye, Sam. Tell everyone I said hi. I will. Love you guys. Bye. All right. Love you. Bye. I definitely need to like look at my spending, but (laughs) 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 okay. So we have to say goodbye to everyone. And of course, Mm -hmm. we're going to ask one more thing, aren't we? Yes. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. And go visit our website. Share that shit too. We have a new website. I don't know what the website address is so Allah will have to tell you because I just clicked the link that's in my text messages <laughs> but it's in our bio and if it's not it will be by the time we post so, this and you guys the girl that we're interviewing next week is the one that created our website and she crushed it and let me tell you I am no walk in the park to work with and she did a great job <laughs> 
Um, our website, you can find us at for the love of punch and So everything's just really easy for you guys to find us and you have to go check it out. And yes, we are, uh, she will be on the podcast next week. So tune in and find out about her. She's really great. She's one of my oldest friends and she left her job in the middle of a pandemic and started a new company. So it's going to be a good one. And she's crushed it. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Like it looks so good. All right, you guys. So rate, review, subscribe, share, and, you know, reach out if you have any questions or things you want to hear about from us, topics that you'd like us to discuss. Like we're here to push boundaries. So if there's something you want to know about that we haven't talked about, let us know. Yeah. And if you have like someone that you think would be a good fit for us, just listening to our episodes, like send her or, or him our way, you know, we're not going to discriminate against the men in life, but we are here to like really empower women and, right. you know, lift each other up. And shout out to my friend Liz, who has successfully sent me like five different people that she thinks would be a good fit. And I haven't reached out to all of them yet, but one of them we are seriously going to have on the show. So this, this is a real suggestion, you guys. Send us people. We want to yeah. know. Oh my God. I'm so excited. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. And we'll see you next week.